We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen Do you believe that? Why? Well, I'll tell you why. They just sang it, right? As the snow falls from heaven, as it comes in swirling showers from the sky, so is God's word. As the rains bring the water to the earth that is thirsty and dry, so is God's word. And the word of his mouth, it will not return empty. It will bless the earth wherever it is heard. This is God's word. Christ is risen. You believe that because God's word is powerful. Just like Isaiah 55 said, that's where those words that they just sang came from. And yes, there are some historic and evident and verifiable truths, proofs that the resurrection of Jesus is true, but there are also people who don't believe it. They don't see those proofs in the same way, or they don't look to those proofs at all. But you believe it because God has worked faith in your heart through his word. Now, if you don't believe it, or you aren't quite sure yet, I am really glad that you're here today. And I pray that God use this time in the word together today and every day going forward to do what he does with his word to give life. The the section of God's word that we'll be exploring today is the Easter gospel that Vicar just read from Mark chapter 16. You've heard the story. All four gospel writers tell the same story from different vantage points with different details, but they all tell the same truth. Jesus lives and he gives life through the word. (laughs) You hear that Easter story and Do you ever wonder why it happened the way it did? Why did the resurrection of Jesus go down like that? The the biggest event in the history of the world and a grand total of zero human witnesses. In fact, the only people that saw anything happen that day were the enemies, those soldiers guarding the tomb. They saw an angel streak to earth like a meteor and shake the earth and and move the stone away. And when they saw that, it says that they fell and became like dead men. They fainted in fear. And then when they got up, they took money to not say anything about what they had seen because what they had seen was just way too crazy. Seeing didn't work. I know you'd think that if you were trying to start a world religion, if you wanted all sorts of followers, you would want to make sure that everyone saw you defeat death in some dazzling display. But no. Hundreds, maybe thousands of people saw Jesus being killed, but no one saw him physically rising from the dead. Instead, God sent a messenger. Because that's how God works. Still today, he gives life through the word. Only after the message was given did Jesus show up to verify its truth, to to strengthen their faith in it. But Mark's gospel doesn't even get to that part yet. We have God's word. And it's a good thing.
because, boy, is that a message we need, because all too often we don't seem to live like the word is true. Look at how this happens in our text. You've got these women coming to the tomb. These faithful followers, devoted, sincere, loving disciples, these women who, who wanted to serve. They, they saw the reality they had seen and they were doing what was in their power to do. They were on their way to the tomb with arms full of spices. They had gone and bought them because they wanted to do something. It says that they got up very early in the morning because they had to wait for the Sabbath to be over. By law, they couldn't do anything during the Sabbath. But as soon as it was over, they got going as quickly as they could on their way to the tomb with arms full of spices and hearts full of disappointment. Because Jesus was dead. They had seen it. They were there at the crucifixion. They saw that rush burial that had to get done before the sun set on the Sabbath. And that's why they were going to, to finish it. To do one last act of love and service for their master because well, he was dead. Now granted, they had heard him say destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up again. Even the enemies had heard that, and they, they mocked him with those words on the cross. So the women would have been reminded that he said that. They had heard him repeat again and again. Most recently, on this trip to Jerusalem, Jesus said, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later he will rise. They heard Jesus say all of that. And then they saw all of that happen. Well, the first 95% of it had already come true exactly as Jesus said it would. Why wouldn't they think that that last little 5%, you know, the three days later he will rise, why wouldn't they think that would come true? Why wouldn't they be on their way to the tomb that morning with arms full of breakfast? Because, yeah, he's going to rise and he'll be hungry three days. Why not? Well, you know why not. It's the same reason you get frustrated at life, even though you have God's promises. It's the same reason you lash out in anger instead of exhibit patience. It's the same reason you let a relationship fade away instead of forgive and love. It's the same reason you fear. It's the same reason you worry. You see life. You see the junk. You see reality. Dead is dead. Experience had taught those women that. And experience has taught you plenty of lessons, hasn't it? People don't change. There are reasons to fear and worry. You've got to stand up for your rights. Life stinks. A lifetime of experience has, has put those thoughts in your heads and hearts. And so sometimes it's hard when Jesus' promises contradict with, with those things. 
So the women are on their way to the tomb with arms full of spices, hearts full of disappointment, looking dead Jesus. Looking for a powerless Jesus. And looking for obstacles, right? That's what they're talking about. Do you hear their conversation on the way there? The stone. Who's going to move the stone away? Not, I wonder what Jesus' resurrected body will look like. But you can relate to that too, right? You see obstacles in your life that seem too big. And we're powerless against them. Yes, those women should have known that some silly stone was no match for Jesus. Just like we should know that God is working good even in the things that we call bad. But Satan is just so good at trying to make us forget that. We get so busy trying to handle life that we forget to see it through the eyes of faith. But you know what? It's Easter. You came here to be reminded of something. Christ is risen. He, is risen he lives and he gives life through the word. Look at how he does this in our text. So, so the women got to the tomb and they find things exactly as they should have expected them. But not what they were expecting. The stone wasn't a problem. It was rolled away. The body that they were going to work on wasn't there. But instead, an angel was. A messenger. Someone to, to bring a word of God to them. And look at his message. Verse 6. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Wow, is there a lot packed into that, right? Look, don't be alarmed. It's really easy to get alarmed and worried, afraid when things aren't what we expect. But God here says, no, no, don't. Why not? Well, because Jesus isn't dead like it seems. The angel says he has risen. Yes, he was crucified. Yes, life is hard. But Christ is risen. And then the angel adds proof to that message. Right? Look at what he says. See the place where they laid him. So the gospel writers, Luke and John, tell us what they would have seen when they saw the place where they laid him. They would not have seen a body. They would have seen the strips of linen cloth that those women had seen being wrapped around Jesus' body. But the body's not there. The cloth is there. And the head cloth wrapped around his head was folded neatly to the side. You see that proof? Jesus had been there, but now he is not there. And no one stole his body. No grave robber is going to unwrap the most valuable part of the whole thing, that linen cloth. And they certainly aren't going to take the time to fold it up neatly by itself. Proof. And then the angel gives purpose. He gives him a job. He says, go tell his disciples. So those who had abandoned him last time they saw him. And Peter, even the guy that had denied him before the rooster crowed, remember? Go and tell them. He's reminding them of what Jesus had said. Remember on, on Holy Thursday, that upper room, that last meal, that intimate conversation Jesus had with his disciples? 
he drops some pretty powerful truth on them. And one of them was, you're all going to abandon me tonight. But then he said the word, but. He said, but after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. He gave them his word of how he would fix things, of how he would restore this relationship that they're about to break. And the angel here is reminding them of his word. That's how God works. He gives life through the word. Every detail in this text demonstrates that, right? So he lives, so it's not about what we do for him. Yes, it was very, very nice that those women wanted to serve him and they, they spent all that money on the spices and they got up really early and they did all of those wonderful, very, very nice. But no one here heard that story and said what those women did, that's what made the difference here. No, it's what God did. He lives. And so the obstacles in your path are not obstacles in God's path for you. He lives. And so his messengers have good news for you. He lives. So his messengers show you proof. He lives. So you have a purpose. A job to spread his word. He lives. So you will see him again just like he said. Job says it in, in the first lesson appointed for this Sunday. We sang it in our opening hymn. I know that my Redeemer lives. And that in the end he will stand upon the earth and after my skin has been destroyed yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. God's glory is seen through the eyes of faith. Only after the word is proclaimed and its role as the means for creating faith is verified. Only after that is their sight. The women heard and then saw. The disciples heard and then saw. Same with us. We hear here and then we will see. And even now, we get glimpses of what we will see then, but, but only after we hear so that our faith can see those things through its eyes. He lives and gives life through his word. May God's word fill your life with life. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's speak together the Lord's Prayer. It's printed for you in the bulletin on page 10. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We continue with the confirmation of our new members. Uh, if the three of you would like to come forward now. So, yep, Logan and Cheryl and Chris.
brothers and sister in Christ. Our Lord Jesus said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. In obedience to the Lord's command, you have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have been taught the precious truths of the Christian faith as confessed by the Evangelical Lutheran Church. You know what God has given you by his grace and what he expects of you as his child. You can now exercise the privilege of partaking of Holy Communion. You are here to make a public profession of your Christian faith. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Romans, says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it, is with your mouth that you conf- for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you this day, in the presence of God in this congregation, acknowledge that in baptism God gave you the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation? Do you reject the devil along with all his lies and empty promises? Do you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Do you believe all the books of the Bible to be the inspired word of God? Do you believe that the teaching of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it based on Luther's small catechism, is faithful and true to the word of God? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this teaching and to endure all things, even death, rather than fall away from it? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Will you support with your prayers, time, talents, and offerings the work our Lord has given to this congregation? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I will, and I ask God to help me. Do you intend faithfully to conform all your life to the teachings of God's word, to be faithful in the use of the word and sacrament, attending worship and Bible study regularly, studying his word at home, and in faith and action remaining true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as long as you live? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. I do, and I ask God to help me. Since it is God alone who enables us both to do, to will, and to do his good pleasure, it is right for us, dear friends in Christ, to call on him for these compromands, that he would graciously complete the good work which he has begun in them. Let us therefore bow our heads and pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing your children to the knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ, and in giving them both the heart to believe and the mouth to confess his saving name. Enable them to bring forth the fruits of faith and to continue steadfast and victorious until the day comes when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Logan Mulcahy. As you stand before God and his people and make your promises to God and to his church, you've chosen as your confirmation verse Philippians 4.13, where God's word reminds us that in Jesus we have strength to handle everything life throws at us. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Welcome, Logan. Now may God the Father who created you, may God the Son who redeemed you, may God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. Kemraj. Chris Singh, as you promise your faithfulness to God and commitment to his church here today, you've selected a verse that reminds you that only the true God is the answer for all of life's questions. Hebrews 3, 4, for every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Welcome. Now may God the Father who created you, God the Son who redeemed you, 
And God, the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. And Cheryl Mulcahy, as you stand before God, publicly professing your faith and promising faithfulness to him and his church as you transfer your membership here, your verse reminds you of the incredible comfort you can have through all the troubles the world shows. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Welcome, Cheryl. Now may God the Father who created you, God the Son who redeems you, God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. Congratulations. You may be seated.
brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
How good is our God? Thank you to Professor Christie and the Seminary Chorus. That was awesome. And all of those other adjectives. What a wonderful way to celebrate the truth. And i got to do it one more time. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. All right, so now kids who want to be part of the Easter egg hunt will go with Miss Elena, who's right there, and uh, you'll decorate the bags and you'll wait for the bell. I'm going to make a couple announcements to your parents, uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll be excused and have a chance to, to start talking, greeting one another. Um, and then when the bell rings, that's when they'll be released. So parents, don't worry that you're missing it uh, until you hear the bell. Then worry that you're missing it. But we'll let everybody out of here first before, before we do that. So thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for, for celebrating the, the resurrection together. Let's keep doing this. God's word is powerful, not just on Easter Sunday, every day of the year. Let's keep growing in God's word. And, and how cool that God allows us to see the fruit of his word as people are, are coming to faith and, and receiving the gift of baptism and confessing their faith and confirmation. Let's keep that up as we all invite our friends and neighbors and, and come on back and demonstrate the power of God's word in our own lives as well. Uh, You've got a bulletin full of all sorts of announcements of different things that are coming up. Take that home. Mark your calendars. There's information in the, in the, entry, in the gathering area out there. Uh, there's a table with information on the seminary and the seminary chorus. If you'd like to give a donation towards the work of the chorus and towards their choir tour, there are plates back there. You can do that there. You can buy CDs, all of that. And then there's a bunch of sign-up sheets for all the cool stuff we've got coming up this year. Um, vacation Bible School, soccer camp, uh, you see it all in here. So uh, take a look at that. Two things I want to highlight. One, I heard most of you say that you were willing to do whatever possible to ensure that Chris and Christian and Eliane and Ella and Elan remain children of God until death. If you'd be willing to, please sign their certificates so that they know that you're praying for them and that you're providing a place here for them to keep growing in God's word. Their certificates are on the table right underneath the TV out there. And if you run the numbered spaces, just sign all over the back of it. Uh, fill your names in there um, as, as we get to continue to pray for them and, and build them up in God's word. And make sure you give them a hug and welcome them um, and our new members as well. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing I want to highlight, Bible information class. Uh, those who joined just completed the last round of Bible information class. It's a, it's a new member class, but there were 15 people in it, so you don't have to become a new member. Uh, it's a great way to dig into God's Word to get your questions answered about the Bible, about life, about all the different things you hear out there. It's 12 weeks, one each week, one key teaching of Scripture each week, and uh, we dig into it. There's child care provided. We pick a day that works for everyone. So sign up on the welcome table. And uh, I'll call everybody later this week that signs up. And we'll find a day and a time that works for everybody. So even if you say, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. Um, those are the two ones I wanted to highlight. And with that, we can, we can head out, talk to some of the SEM students. There will be, be brunch in this, tape, in this room in a few minutes uh, once that gets set up. Uh, but... Watch the kids hunt Easter eggs, greet one another, celebrate this awesome day together that God has given us, and may God bless your week as you live for him.